He starts sprinting. I grab my bag and this lady looks so terrified. You know, she was like, oh, are you going to explode there, dude? Is basically what she said. I go, I'm already exploded, lady. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and we are still barreling toward Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Elimination Chamber a week from Saturday. So much to get to, Vic. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Forgive me for not giving you a clever intro because there's so much to talk about, and we've got really, really good guests this week, oh. so I'm going to keep my, my work limited at the beginning. I'm, I'm so excited for uh, Chad Gable and Otis, the Raw Tag Team Champions. I was just talking to you about them last week and how I see them both as huge players this year. Chad Gable specifically in a championship main event picture. I'm super excited for them to come on, but I'm also really jazzed up and jacked up about what's happening right now in the WWE because this is the season you and I always talk about. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. WrestleMania season, NXT Vengeance Day right around the corner. That keeps developing week after week as we approach. What stands out to you off the top of your head right now? You know, this past Tuesday, I mean, Dolph Ziggler appearing. You see him every Monday. He you know, they had the back and forth on social media. Now he works on Tuesdays as well. He's gunning for one title he's never had, that being the NXT Championship. But it'll be very interesting because this Tuesday at Vengeance Day, it's Braun Breaker's first championship defense. And it's against Santos Escobar. You've spoken very highly of both those superstars. Braun Breaker on the show just a, a few weeks ago. I think it's going to be very interesting what Braun Breaker can bring to the table because now he is the hunted. He is not the hunter. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that that is appointment viewing for me, Braun Breaker's first championship defense. If you look on the blue side of things, it's official. Oh, Rowdy man. Ronda Rousey made her choice, teased everybody that may have been Ronda versus Big Time Bex, but in fact, it will be the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship on the grandest stage of them all. I mean, what more can you say? There, there does, this doesn't need sold. We can't sell you nope. on this. And listen, everybody on the internet has an opinion of Charlotte Flair. And you know why? Because Charlotte Flair is just that good. Do you know why Charlotte Flair is always in the title picture? Because it's hard, if not impossible, to find anyone who can have matches the caliber that Charlotte Flair routinely does. Does Charlotte Flair get under your skin? Good. 
That's her job. Charlotte Flair, I have no doubt in my mind, will rise to the occasion, a main event of WrestleMania versus Ronda Rousey, who has just knocked it out of the park each time Ronda stepped into a ring. I'm already excited about that. But I dare say, in the more immediate future, I might be even more excited about what awaits at Elimination Chamber, as we know for a fact we have the Women's Elimination Chamber match, which will dictate who faces the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania, but the Raw Women's title match that's going down in Jeddah, Lita versus Becky Lynch. When Lita took the microphone this past Monday, it captivated me. I was 16 years old again watching this, and the story that was told from Lita's perspective and Becky's, there was so much truth in why we are at this point. Becky was inspired by Lita. Lita was Becky's hero, and now you've got Becky Lynch tweeting out, never meet your heroes, you may have to put them down. Everything about this segment got me fired up. We saw Lita hit a picture-perfect moonsault after, what, 15 years. Uh, it's, it's spectacular. And, and we, I was talking, you and I have talked at great length on this show about how there aren't many dream matches left. Right. This is one of them. In this the is. weeks, weeks after Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, which we never thought we'd see. Now we have a, an intergenerational clash, two of them, because we've got Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Oh, by the right. way, Vic, I forgot to tell you, yeah. our guest next week right here on After the Bell, Goldberg. Wow. I called in a favor. You call in a lot of favors. I help a lot of people. What can I say? You are a people pleaser. I'm a man of the people, just not the people that I interact with in person. Not on social media either. You've been Definitely very good, not. by the way, on social media. I'm, a, I'm getting better. It's, it's a learning curve. But you're 100% right on everything you've said. And the one word that I want to throw out there when it comes to Lita and Becky Lynch, when it comes to Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, polarizing. All four on their own right are polarizing superstars or individuals if you take them out of the ring, which is why Charlotte Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania sells itself. I agree with you. And I think that's a great, a great assessment because polarizing is a perfect word for all four of these women. Obviously, you've got Lita, who is almost unanimously beloved. She's a Hall of Famer with good reason. One of the greatest of all time. And I could say that without hesitation. Becky Lynch, arguably the greatest now. Maybe on a long enough timeline, we can honestly refer to her as the Van Goat. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey may be the most individually polarizing of any of these four women. And Charlotte Flair is right up there with Ronda for the same reasons. Why, why this? Why that? Because they are earned it and people aren't going to do it better. But what's fun about both of these matchups right now is they're easy to root for. You just pick a lane and you stick with it. And it's not hard to find who you prefer. There's so often that there's shades of gray and you're like, oh, this guy is awesome. This guy's the bad guy, but he's so cool. I have to, I can't root against him. This is a fun one for fans. I think both of these matchups, you're either on team Becky or team Lita, or you're either on team Rhonda or team Charlotte, or, or, or you're just excited for the spectacle that awaits. I think this is a really cool time for all these matchups. And, and you have the road nothing to, to add to the conversation. Be... <laughs> I, apparently I'm frozen. Oh, Vic's on delay. Of course. This is what you get for hanging out in, in the middle of Ohio with your few days off. All right. you're, you're, well, do they even have electricity there? I'll just go, you know, off here now. So can we just get to the guests at this point? Because I'm more excited about that than the way that this just derailed itself. You and me both, Vic. Let's get to it <laughs> without any further ado. They are the reigning Raw Tag Team Champions, Alpha Academy. 
Please welcome to After the Bell for the first time ever as reigning Raw Tag Team Champions, the valedictorian, the master, Chad Gable, and his number one guy, the tree trunk, Otis, the Alpha Academy guys. Welcome to ATB. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having thank us, Thank you, Graves. Mr. Graves. Brother Doe's, you're looking extra thick today. <laughs> yes, sir. Just got done in the gym. Jeez, oh, man. Well, listen, we've been, we've been clamoring to have you guys on, especially watching what you guys have done over the past several oh. months. Vic, on the show last week, put the idea in our head. Uh, we need to get you guys on together. We've had you both individually. It's the first time as a team. But you guys have been a team off camera for a lot longer than most of the WWE universe knows. Uh, in the wake of you guys winning the Raw Tag Team titles, Gable, you sent out something on social media sort of uh, discussing the past that you two have shared uh, in, in your personal lives sure. that the WWE universe may not have been privy to speak more to that. What did that mean to both of you guys? Gable, you, you first uh, yeah. to kind of elaborate on what this relationship has, has meant to you guys in your lives. Yeah, it's huge. Like I said, achieving dreams is like awesome in and of itself for anybody, of course, but doing it like with your best friend alongside him is like something that is hard to describe really. And it goes back to, um, our days at the Olympic Training Center. Um, this is 2010, 2011. Um, and even further than that, like uh, uh, we realized uh, recently that I had coached against Otis um, in amateur wrestling matches. Like my brother was an amateur wrestler as well at heavyweight. So Otis would wrestle him and I would coach against Otis before I even really got to be friends with him and stuff like that. Um, but then a couple of years down the road, um, we were both living at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs trying to make the Olympic team. And um, our love of professional wrestling kind of bonded us together um, in the summer of one of those years. And we spent a lot of days in what we called the man cave at the dorms at the OTC. Oh, yes. um, watching pro wrestling in a dark room, taking our naps during the day to try to refresh <laughs> for the next, uh, the next training session. But man, many, many hours spent there talking about what could be and, and the possibility of eventually, you know, maybe making it ourselves and, and making something happen. And at that point, you know, it was just really talking crap to, as a couple of young kids, but before you know it, we're kind of on the path and, and doing the NXT thing. And, all of a sudden, it's like 10 years later. Holy crap. <laughs> we did it, man. It's what's wild. Isn't, isn't it terrifying how fast 10 years goes? And saying that is like, oh, it, it kills me, man, thinking that 10 years goes that fast, especially having kids now. It's That's wild. Does what about from your perspective? What has what, what it meant to take this next step on your journey? And I'm going to focus on you first. Last time you were on the show, you were, I believe, fresh out of heavy machinery. You were the, the yes. oldest, the fun loving, uh, stakes and weights, silly over the top character. And it brought you some success, but this is a completely different Otis. And I, I talk about it on commentary week after week, the metamorphosis that we've seen in you as a competitor, as a character on screen, how has Chad Gable helped you develop into who we see on Monday nights now? When like we first got together and like started teaming, first of all, like, Talking about like you kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like the first night we actually were on a, I think a backstage where I just got done wrestling a match. We walked in the back, and the first time uh, Gable talks to me, I just realized in my head I was like, "Oh, dude, for being really close, we're, that's our first time on TV together." There was one time where we were Tim and Bobby in a tag team match, but that was like real quick. It was kind of a cold match. 
But this time it's like we're starting to, you know, get our stuff in with the backstages and silly building. And basically, you know, when dad, when, when, uh, when Gable's mad, I know it. When I'm mad, he knows it. So we know when to like, you know, if he wants to get me going, you know, in the backstage and he only goes like, you know, think of this, think of that, you know, or, or make, make, it gets you mad or in the past. So we go into the ring there, you know, I'm thinking those things and that helps me because I tried to be so like, it's different now because I, I was, I was trying to be likable before. And, and like, now it's like, now I'm, I'm trying to get a little nastier, a little saltier when I go out there. So yeah, it is a completely different notice. I'm having a great time though. I mean, really like, me and him, because we you know we spend probably 16 hours a day with each other every day on the road. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know the math on that, but like, <laughs> then, we, then, then, then we're neighbors. So I go, hey, dad, I'll text him and go, hey, dad, when are we training? We're the night before. <laughs> and he's like, oh, let me check there, dudes. Ah, the kids, the wife, yeah. gymnastics. Ah, <laughs> what, do you got, what do you got going on? I got this, brother. Uh, I got a massage at four, 1030, <laughs> then 1030. Yeah. 1030. Let's do it. 1030. You know, what's in butts. I'm always late by a couple of minutes just because the dogs have to always go outside before I got to go. But yeah, it's like legit, just a big time friendship. Like even like close as, as family, like, cause I'll go there. I'll see, I'll see the kids running around. I'll run, you know, like it, we haven't rustled them yet because again, they're scared of me. Because you're a giant human being, Otis. And when and when he says uh, when he says we know when each other's mad, that's very true. And if, if anyone happened to be at the uh, if anyone listening to this happened to be at the Baltimore car rental about three months ago, you would have seen us both mad at the same time because uh, <laughs> we got in our first public argument <laughs> um, in the middle of the car rental facility uh, over something we don't need to go into. But you would see uh, <laughs> Chad Gable and Otis standing there in the middle of about 100. It was the busiest car rental I'd ever seen for oh, some yeah. reason that day. As you're describing this, I'm envisioning planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> right exactly, now. yeah. Where, where Steve Martin's just throwing the tickets <laughs> yeah. and he... And I've got the finger out and yeah. he's got the finger out at me and he's beat red. And I, everybody, there is 150 people just like, what is happening here? And he looks exactly like he looks right now. You know, and you <laughs> can about imagine. But we settled yeah. down. We we grabbed an Uber together. We got back to the hotel together. We worked it out. I was picturing Doe's you with a, with a cooler full of hard-boiled eggs and Chad saying, absolutely not. You're not eating <laughs> yeah. all those and getting in this rental car. <laughs> I, I do I do remember looking because it was kind of like I had went to go the, the intense conversation was happening I turned to grab the handle because he goes I'm getting he goes let's get the uber he starts sprinting I grab my bag and this lady looks so terrified you know she just went <laughs> oh like are you got like are you gonna explode there dude is basically what she said I go I'm already exploded lady <laughs> oh I want to go off of you know what Graves asked Otis but I want to come to Chad because is Chad as much as you tried to uh, help Otis find himself as a serious superstar. Sure. In the last few weeks, man, I said it last week, you have had this new aura about yourself that I have absolutely loved. And I have been sitting in awe every Monday of you two because it is so fun to watch. And it's unlike any Chad Gable we'd seen in the past. Thank you. Um, first of all, I appreciate that. And the fact that I'm finally getting a chance to show this and to do this is like the most rewarding and self-reassuring thing because never in my life really until the last few years in this company have I ever doubted myself. Like there's something about this and what we do that sometimes you, you tend to doubt yourself maybe. And I've never experienced that before. And I went through it 
and coming out the other side and, and being able to show that um, I didn't need to do that. I needed to have confidence and, and maintain the confidence I always had is really nice. And um, it's kind of wild that it would just all began on a, on a chance um, promo that we were given in Detroit. Um, we got to open the show this night in Detroit right before New Year's, right after Christmas. It was like a 90 second walking promo that, you know, we'd never really gotten that chance before. And they kind of gave me free reign on it. Like there was some stuff to talk about and we were addressing Randy and them, but, uh, you know, it was kind of open-ended and I just ran with it. And I felt so comfortable playing this character and, and, bringing this part out of me that I felt was in there for so long. And to be honest, like some of this stuff goes back to NXT and we had done a lot of people know about these promo classes we would do in NXT and all these things. And some of this stuff I'm doing now, I mean, if you saw some of this stuff from 2014, 15 and NXT, you would see that coming and being applied here just in a new way to this master Gable character. Oh, I um, saw it. So it's all. Yeah. So like, it's it's always been there it's just been you know navigating the waters and trying to wait for that right moment to try to apply it in the right way you know and it's just like for whatever reason and this is just how life works i've found so many times is the stars just aligned you just keep plugging away keep your head down and it sounds so cliche but like and there has been some moments where you know i've i've whatever it means, wanted to throw in the towel, wanted to give up and say, I can't do it. I, it's not working. But seeing that through and getting through those moments is like what made this so rewarding to look back on that and go, thank God you just stuck with it. Thank God you knew, you knew it was going to work out, you know, and I have Otis to thank a lot for that too, because he's helped give me the platform to play this character and to be this coach and this mentor to him and, and really bring that out of me. So it's, it's been awesome. How much has the fact that you guys are such good best friends in real life helped both of you? I mean, Chad, you just spoke to it briefly. Otis, you were doing what you were doing, the the over-the-top, fun-loving, beloved character. Were, were there any reservations or hesitations for you when it became time to become serious Otis? And how much does Gable help you develop what we see from you? Again, we just heard, we, we heard like a rumor and there was an idea one night to, you know, turn to the dark side to go, go, go on top of the mountains. All right. So, and I, in my mind, I was like, I'm very comfortable. I guess, I guess I naturally just am I'm a big part. Like I'm not, I'm talking about myself like that, but it's like, I'm naturally, you know, happy guy. How you doing? Yeah, all this well, stuff. Hey, we, we can be honest here. I mean, backstage Otis is unanimously beloved because he's <laughs> a lighthearted dude. It's just, it, it, you know, you can walk into a room and lift everybody's spirits with a, with a silly joke or a ridiculous comment or whatever. That's why I'm asking because what we see on TV now on Monday night raw as part of the alpha Academy is such a stark contrast to who you are when the red lights are off, so to speak. How, how yeah. is it? How has Gable assisted you in sort of really bringing that to the forefront? Yeah, man, I would sit there and I remember Dazzle, go, oh, sorry, it's his nickname, but uh, Gable, he would be like, he goes, D does? That wasn't mean, that wasn't mean enough. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> I, just, I, I just exploded on him, gave him an elbow drop, and he goes, I know, dude, but your eyes look happy. I know you're having fun, but you got to like, and I'm like, huh. Because exactly, I was being confident with like, hey, hey, there be universe, how you doing, this and that. Now it's like, hey. I'm not with you guys anymore. I'm with him. All right. So yeah, shove it. 
And I could speak to that a little bit is just in terms of the friendship and what, how that's helped that is, um, you know, when you're this close or when you're that close with somebody and you're willing to confide in them things that you wouldn't to most people, he has confided in me so much um, of his personal life and everything to the point that I've seen him speak about things and I see his emotions and his tone and his just his entire presentation change when he's discussing certain things. So it almost is like I understand his triggers and what can make him act in these serious ways or these and sometimes it's not serious. Sometimes it's like aggressive and you can, I can see the change in his eyes when he's discussing certain things or um, you know, when things get brought up and it's almost like getting him to access those things in order to become this man, this version of himself, you know, because it's in there and I see it when he discusses those things. So that's kind of part of it, I think as well. So there's a lot of truth to what we've been, the, the tales we've been telling of, of the, the transformation because of Master Gable, there, there is truth there because you're hundred percent in a, in a oh, positive yeah. way. You are psychologically manipulating Otis yeah. to yeah. do your bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I know it doesn't oh, yeah. sound good when I put no, it like no. that, but yeah. it's hey, Let's you guys are the champs. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 it's, de it's definitely like he he's like uh, I'll be like joking around and all that stuff, but then like I'll say oh, because he got he got me one time in the car. I was like uh, we were we were riding with Fergie or Finn Balor. And I was trying to tell, I told, I told Finn, Hey, when you get in the car, tell him that was a carnage crew workout. Cause I was like, like I, that was my little nickname in backyard wrestling and a little bit in amateur wrestling. So then you get in the car and he, I get and like right away. Fergal says it. And I'm like, ready for a, a pop. Nope. He gets like, he gets on me and I'm kind of like, what's your freaking problem? And like, <laughs> he's like, I couldn't tell if he was serious. Finn told me in advance what he was trying to do. So when he, he said that word, I <laughs> lost it. Like, and I never lose it. You know, I, I usually maintain my composure and I just unloaded on him in the worst way. And I just, the look in his eyes, I, I couldn't even hold it in. Like I felt so bad and I wanted to like, I just broke immediately because I can't hold stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he turned to me, what's your problem? It was like, could have been a very tense, <laughs> tense car ride if I hadn't broke. It would have been, it would have been me and Tucky. I hit a, I hit a uh, pothole and Tucky's so tall. He, he bangs his head on the thing. Completely <laughs> not my fault. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see the pothole turning to a gas station and me and Tucky don't talk for two hours in this car ride. It's a four hour car ride. I'm just like, buddy, I'm sorry. It was one of those things where I'm like, it's gonna be that same thing there, boy. And like, and then, yeah. <laughs> Those you mentioned, Tucky, you obviously uh, came to prominence as a member of Heavy Machinery. Gable, your first foray really in WWE back in the NXT days was as a member of American Alpha alongside Jason Jordan. And NXT, yeah. I think we would all agree, was a very different environment, particularly for tag team wrestling. You exceeded at the, uh, succeeded at the highest level uh, in NXT, NXT Tag Team Champions, I believe the first time. First team to win twice? Was that accurate? I think I called uh, that. No, we won once, and then we won the SmackDown titles just a few months later because we got okay. called up very pretty quickly after that. Right, right, right. But yeah. for the, the transition for from NXT to to SmackDown or Raw, yeah, uh, there's if you if you you know pay attention to the to the buzz, the internet, uh, and actually a lot of people would go on the record and say tag team wrestling in WWE has not been the focal point for quite some time. Sure. Yet here in a matter of weeks, you guys are the Raw Tag Team Champions. This past Monday, you opened Raw with the Quiz Bowl. 
for basically a 20-minute segment (laughs) to set up to another match. And granted, you're working with Randy Orton and Riddle. Yes. Talk to me about what it feels like and what it means to you guys to be the focal point and arguably, if not the hottest story on Monday nights, because it has been a long time since the tag team titles have been this prominent, particularly on Raw. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I think the, the craziest part about it is how things happen in WWE. It just everything some like seems to happen out of nowhere. And yes. this more than anything for us was like out of nowhere. It just happened. And we were doing singles matches with Randy and Riddle, like back and forth, like we do sometimes here and never really a proper tag match. And then I think they just saw the interaction and the perfect storm of these different characters. I think what's working so well for this program right now is that it's four perfectly defined characters that the audience knows who they're looking at. They know who they're listening to every time someone speaks. They're all so distinct and they all have their own personalities that just play together <laughs> so perfectly, as opposed to two guys in the same tag team that are just like same mindset. Carbon and, copies and, of each other. Yes, right? exactly. And I think that when we see that on TV and the audience sees that, it's such a diverse, it's it's so good to look at because it's different. And maybe people have this idea in their head that tag teams, like a Official tag teams need to be the same. They need to be, like you said, copies of each other. And tag team wrestling, some people think it's boring. Tag team wrestling at its highest form is like it's an art form like no other. It's just so beautiful. You can tell a completely different and unique story than you can in any singles match. And I, I truly believe that. I learned that in NXT. It was part, it was like basically a, a college education in tag team wrestling. You know what I mean? I got a degree in that, but from everybody that I learned from down there and the little intricacies that you can apply and do in tag team wrestling that just aren't possible in singles matches. And I think that that possibility and and is what makes it so beautiful. And, And people are getting to see that now they're getting to see this interaction of teams. And we've got other, like so many good teams on the roster. Like you just thought street profits are incredible. Those guys are like not only personality wise, but in ring, they're they're amazing. So the chance to mix it up and, and, and show the audience on raw, you know, that like, maybe, maybe we're finally showing them take team wrestling that can be the mainstay here and be a focal point for long-term. Yeah, there's a great dynamic between you two, and I, and I want to throw Orton and Riddle and everybody, and I started this off with Corey talking about how I have absolutely loved these segments. How rewarding is it to both of you to do these segments, hear the the universe behind you, and oh, also yes. at the same time not crack a smile and like break in, in a matter of moments? It's like, uh, especially when like uh, Gable has that cheesy-ass face when he's typically saying something, that's mm-hmm. hard for me. Because I'll like do the mean look around like around the crowd because again, like simple things, if you just look at them while they're reacting, it comes they, they come higher. So when I go when I, when I turn, I have this serious mug on my face with, with the sideburns. I look at him and I, and I and he has that smile and I almost cracked big time. It was a spelling bee because again, I just said uh, my word turned around and his smile brightened anyone's day. But I literally had to like kind of fight it off, sit down. <laughs> I'm just and I because you know we see it we see it before where you know sometimes they try people people go do a promo and the crowd's just kind of there like a fine line. It's just it's very warning that they actually are getting mad at us or getting entertained. So it's really 
for me, for me, I know, I know with Gable too, like, it's just awesome to, you know, get that, that feeling again of like, yes, like, like we're, cause we're, we're having fun. And usually when you see somebody having fun, you kind of have fun with them a little bit, unless you're some kind of Debbie Downer. As far as keeping a straight face, I mean, I've broke many times and a lot of times it has to do with Riddle because like- It's I hard can, to not break. <laughs> I, I, even when I'm talking at ringside, Riddle cracks me up all the time. I can react mostly natural to him because most of the stuff he says is so dumb. I can just like, you know, that's so stupid, but he'll say the most random thing. Like, I think he told us, told me, to like get my big, beautiful brain in the ring one night. And I like, I had to cover my mouth and look away because I was about to lose it. And he's just like, but that's basically, that's him in real life too, which is so cool. And I think that's, what's making it work, man. Is like everybody in that ring, you're getting a lot of their actual real personality and just, you know, with a little bit added in. So I think that's, what's helping. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You guys both started out your WWE journeys, at least on screen, in sort of two polar opposite directions. You guys are both unbelievable amateur wrestlers and competitors. Obviously, we spoke to that. But, Gable, you sort of relied on the Olympian. You're a technician in the ring. You're a wizard in the ring. I mean, there's nothing that Chad Gable can't accomplish from bell to bell. Those, you have uh, many of the same accolades, but you were, and I hate to use the word because it's got a negative connotation, a, a gimmick on screen. You came out and you did the worm and you were the fun, jovial, you know, Chris Farley 
guy in the WWE universe. Two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Now you guys are both closer to center. You guys are both in the middle where we're getting to find out that Otis is in fact credible. Gabe, I want to ask you, you finally find yourself in this role. Was there like an aha moment or a light bulb moment where you went, oh, okay, I need to be this Chad Gable because just super credible amateur Olympian wrestler isn't getting me anywhere. Yes. And like when I talk about the stars aligning, it was probably October of this year. Okay. So me and those, me and Otis had already been together for the better part of this whole past year. And the whole idea here of putting us together and us teaming up was that I could get him to be a little more serious. I could bring him, elevate him a little bit in, in that tone and get him away from this old character. The whole time, not really thinking, well, how can we, he do the same for me and kind of bring out my personality and, and maybe we can mutually benefit from this relationship as a team. And it just wasn't happening. We were stagnating for so long, even though we wanted to, it's not like we don't want to flourish. Everybody does, but it just so happened that, um, I had gone back to school through the, I decided to use the pandemic and some of the extra free time um, to go back to school and get my master's degree. And so I finished that up in October and I would mention it in, in some backstage promos and interactions, but nothing serious, um, you know, and it was just like dropped in here and there. But I started thinking in my more downtime between then and the middle of November and in November like this can work, like this can be applied to the character I'm already doing with Otis to bring him up. And I don't need to do it in a way that's just like genius. Like, uh, I don't know, like over the top, everything doesn't have to be, oh, now I'm so smart. I'm the smartest guy. It can just be part of who I already wanted to be and who I was in the past right. and welded together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, you took a facet of real life and, in, and inserted it into a character rather than trying to make a character based on just a portion of your life. Exactly. And I think melding that, like, or welding that together, like the Olympian thing with the education thing and the guy that's holier than thou having these accomplishments and graves, you know, cause you were there in NXT when I was doing this list of achievements thing. And I was like, I had this long scroll of a list that I would roll out. I was like, man, it's almost like come full circle to that, but I've got these new accolades I can add to it that are legit. And people hate hearing someone talk about how smart they are, especially if it's true. And they hate being told that they're wrong or, or that they're dumb or less than this person. And it just, it's, I spent all this time agonizing and sleepless nights trying to come up with these like genius ideas and all this creative stuff. And it's like, it's really pretty, it's ended up being pretty simple. You know, it's like, it was already there. You just have to kind of uncover it. I was talking to Vic before we started recording. I said, I need to get Gable to bring up the list. Yeah. I remember vividly, <laughs> yeah. even, even inside, we even got it on NXT TV quite a few times where I was able to, to rattle yeah. off a few of them. It's, it's been a few years, so I'm going to publicly plea with you to uh, email me an updated copy of the list okay. of accolades because I think the Monday Night Raw audience they needs to know. They would enjoy that, yeah. <laughs> and, and while we're at it, let's start compiling one for Dose, too. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Mine's only this big. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> only a few inches? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm dead serious, <laughs> <inches, man>. baby. <laughs> Back to the inches. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, but I, I definitely need an updated list we'll get of, that. of accomplishments of both members of the Alpha <laughs> Academy because I definitely think that's gold, man. It's awesome. just one of those fun Mine's organic on page things. Two. <laughs> you know, I, I would be I would be wrong not to ask both of you a, a question when it comes to your amateur background. We have two superstars that are in NXT that have legitimate amateur backgrounds as well. Brutus and Julius, what are your guys' thoughts on the Creed brothers part of Diamond Mine? So, I mean, look, yeah, they're, they're like, uh, when I, when I come to the PC, like they're always on time. They're always, you know, intense, but like, you know, lovable guys, they get in the ring. They're showing that intensity. I mean, they're slapping each other. I mean, what's more intense than that and get a little physical with your own partner <laughs> and slap them. I'm going to go in the ring <laughs> and slap dazzle right across yeah. the face well. and slap me and we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll do that whole thing. Yeah. But no, we won't. I'm just saying but the, it's like, uh, yeah, man, studs, man. They got the, they got they got the wrestling shoes on. They got the singlets, man. Like, and you know, they're they're with Big Rod, Roddy, you know, and uh, it's just like those those guys you'd be a force to be reckoned with pretty darn soon, baby. It's cool to see them have so much success. I feel like pretty quickly um, reaching the finals of the Dusty is a huge deal. Uh, there's a little bit of professional jealousy there because we, me and Jason, failed to do that. We lost in the semifinals. Um, we lost in the first, but it's. Awesome to see that. And they're great. They have come up with a real like unique set of offense and ways to apply amateur wrestling. Like we all try to do that, but they're doing a few different things that I've noticed um, that I've just never seen amateur wrestlers do before. Um, So that's cool. And um, I used to, in my younger days at the training center and before that uh, I had, was a part of a amateur wrestling shoe trading community on Flickr. Um, everybody would post pictures of their rare wrestling shoes and, um, trade them and buy them off each other or anything. And I think me and, uh, Julius there used to swap, uh, old Adidas combat speeds quite often. He might have a pair of my old shoes, but what a I, shoe. think, I think I've got him beat in the, uh, wrestling collection shoe collection category, but that he wants to throw the, down. We can uh, the strangest subculture I've ever heard. I, mean, yeah, I have a hard I, enough time <laughs> wrapping my head around sneakerheads who want to buy Jordans and things. Yeah, but you guys, there's, that's actually a thing in the amateur world. There's a culture for everything. Yeah, oh, I mean, trading funny, like, Oh yeah, I used to. Uh, what the? That's quite the fetish, fellas. We we wrestled <laughs> oh, at the yeah. Far, we wrestled at the Fargo Dome two weeks ago at a live event, and I had pointed out to Finn Balor because he was riding with us. There's a little underpass on the Fargo Dome where we used to have our national tournament. That's where national championships used to be. But I spent about three days in total, like over the course of my career, hours wise, underneath this little overpass where we would all just walk around with our singlets hanging off our arms. You'd have 30, 40 singlets and everybody would go through, you'd browse them, you'd trade, you'd swap, you'd buy. And now I have like right in this closet, right next to me, about 200 different singlets from all over the the country, the world, um, uh, different countries, um, wrestling jackets, warmups, the shoes, everything. There's a whole subculture. There's a subculture for everything, Graves. But are these like, are these like (laughs) signed by like the amateurs that were competing in them or are they just there raw? I think it's just for that, how cool they look too. Like, cause the different States, I'm talking like statewide and nationals, like uh, Wisconsin would have like a certain like Lambeau field on the singlet. Oh, they okay. have like a badger style. Yeah. So like they would like, I remember Washington did uh did Bigfoot and I say, hey, brother, what size is your singlet? He goes two X. I go, Hmm. Man, if I try it on real quick, cause I don't think it's going to fit. You put it on. 
Ah, it looks so cool though, but it's looking a little tight around my belly. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so yeah, so I couldn't buy that one, but or trade it. But yeah, it's basically like the and like the different countries have badass singlets, man. Like they just look cool. They don't, they don't look cool on me, they look cool on Dazzle. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really wild. That's totally interesting. I've never yeah. never knew of anything like that. That's really crazy. Did not think that this would come up in conversation today on this podcast <laughs> in this very moment. The the, the inches and, and the looks and the, oh yeah. the inches that go in the singlets that you trade into other men. <laughs> yeah. When you guys look across the landscape, uh, obviously you're you have your hands full at the moment with RK Bro. They've earned a future tag title opportunity via victory in the academic challenge. Uh, and, and, and I need to apologize on the record. I read a graphic this past Monday where I referred to Riddle as one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions because oh. I talk for three hours at a time. And <laughs> sure, I, I get I need it. to apologize directly to the no champions. <laughs> I know <laughs> when how you those look, days go. When you look across the landscape, let's say you do make it past RK, bro. Who else is Alpha Academy excited to mix it up with? So we've had a little bit of history with the street profits on SmackDown and then a little bit here on raw, but nothing substantial. And what I mean by that is we haven't really dove into what I think kind of stories we could tell with each other. And the cool thing about tag team wrestling is there's, I think the stories themselves, like I talked about different characters and stuff lend themselves so much more. There's so much more to explore and the street profits in and of themselves are these crazy characters. They're awesome. Their personalities are wild and like they have their own backgrounds and there's so much to explore there that I think we have only just touched the surface with them as far as wrestling goes. Like you can have matches with no meaning, you know, every once in a while, but to explore it deeper and come in with a real story with them, I think we could really like do some great work with those guys. I'm like Montez Ford is like number one fan. I love that guy. You He's and me like, both. I'll fight <laughs> you for that dude, one. <laughs> dude, he he is down to do anything. And you're like, it's you know, legit, like he just goes, he goes, come on, big nose, we'll do this, this, this. And like one time I got Tucky had a Tucky had a baby. Uh there's the first baby back in NXT. And uh Steve Carino calls when he goes, Can you be in this tag match with Montez Ford? I go, my his partner? He goes, Yeah, this is back with old Otis. Go, baby, I'm all over it. Where are we going, baby? And that match, like, I almost hurt my knee because we were dancing so much that the board came up and I hyperextended the hell out of my knee. But what a night of fun there was. So even working against him or working with him is both just as fun, man. It's like a day off. I don't know if the WWE Universe could handle Otis and Montez on the same team. I think Definitely opposite not. sides of the ring is good. It's a yin-yang <laughs> no. situation, but all that on one side, I just think that's game yeah. over. That's probably oh, not yeah, healthy for anyone. People. They loved it. <laughs> and on a personal note, like uh, I think about teams like the Dirty Dogs and, and even like um, I have former tag team. Like Everybody knows I've been in a bunch of tag teams. So like Bobby Roode's on Raw in a tag team. Shelton's on Raw and he does stuff with Cedric sometimes. And they're both former tag team partners of mine and that we kind of both split, but never addressed anything. There's no reason. There was no follow up, no nothing. So there's built in stories already with tag teams that already exist and characters on our brand that, that we could use. And I mean, any one of those guys, they're all just top of the line like technically professionally everything so we could i mean honestly there's teams all over our on raw that we could tear it up with i'll take big bob daz there you go <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at my screen and vic is just 
grinning like a child right now. He, <laughs> it he is absolutely so, nothing to the interview. So Thanks for nothing, Vic. Entertaining to I'm me. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I, I I can't stop looking at Doe's through this thing, and 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 I'm looking at you, you know. It fills the frame well. The way we do these is obviously we're on screens, and I'm looking at Gable, and he's yeah. got a fireplace. It's really nice, nice desk, leather chair. You know, oh, yeah. and I look at Doze, and Doze has a cooler behind him, and it's like these two are everything that that I love on Monday Night Raw. I mean, you're it's, it. it's it's hands what you down, get there it's great. Is what you're getting, yeah, it's so good. And it, I, my other half hates it because I'll go, hey, can you get me chips? And she'll bring them, and I'll go, thank you. <laughs> you have to stop. I haven't shushed her yet, though. I probably yeah. won't do that. Yeah, you better be careful with that one. <laughs> So, so I you you confirmed my suspicions on Monday when you referenced Biodome. Yeah, Shush was indeed a polyshoreism. Yeah, that, that, that was Encino Man, right? Uh, Shush, yeah, Shush was Encino Man. Yes. yes. What's what's your favorite Poly Shore movie? That's such a hard question. Um, I love them. So, Son in Law is my favorite. Yes, and that's for oh, personal yeah. reasons because it's like my family yeah, and I kind of made it. My family and I kind of made it a tradition to watch that on Thanksgiving. Um, so it's kind of got a homey feel to me too. It reminds me of my family. Um, but I do think it's the best one of them all also. He's so good in that movie. Does those sort of give you the same vibes as the guy who moved the seat back a little too far? <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants, he likes to drive with his legs in a squat. And I know why he wants to get a little leg burn. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have that seat all the way back. Legs straight. I'm, I'm good, baby. That's is so intense. He's just driving like this. <laughs> Does Goofy movie count for Pauly Shore, by the way? This is a serious question. Um, I don't know if I count that. No. And oh, here's one more Pauly Shore. Sorry, I won't count that, but I will have one Pauly Shore fact that I bet most people don't know. And um, he's in a movie called The Curse of the Inferno. I don't know if you've seen that or not, mm -mm. but his name in the movie is Chuck Betts. So for those that ah. know what that might mean to me, that is pretty significant to me. Interesting. A quick Google search will confirm exactly <laughs> what. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if I were to Google that, if that comes up first. Oh or... yeah, that'll be my project right when we hop off here. I just I mean, remembered yeah. that I, I was I used to rent. Um, my grandma would always take me to the movie store, like walk to the movie store. And it I would rent Pauly Shore movies every single time, no matter what. And the Curse of the Inferno popped up one day. It was like his new movie or whatever. And I remember watching it with my grandpa, who also has that name. And he said that on TV. He says his name in the movie or through a door or something like that. And my grandpa's eyes just went, got like this big and so did mine. It's like, said our name. <laughs> We're like, awesome. Do, do you share Otis's affinity for the horror genre? I am into it, but not, near, not nearly at the level that he is. He's got me beat there. Well, Doze is currently wearing a Friday the 13th yeah. shirt. And I, I know confidently that there are two people at all times in WWE that if I want to strike up a conversation, I can just rely on horror, whatever that may be. And yep. Otis, you are certainly one of them. I know we discussed it briefly. You were excited to see Scream recently. I don't know that I got your opinion on it. Oh, I'd love that. I actually, I was, I was scared to ask you, Grace, your opinion, because we had two different opinions on Halloween. I was all excited to talk to you about it, and you and you just cut me off. You're like, no, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. No, like we saw Loomis, that was cool, but no, no, I'm still going like, I just shut my vibe down. Okay, we're we'll the next guy. <laughs> so I, when I asked you, it, we we're doing the little maestro haircuts, trimming our bodies 
inch by inch. Um, the yeah, I would go, hey man, uh, did, did you see Scream yet? And you actually were like, you perked up. You're like, no, I haven't. Did you see it? I go, I did, but I'm waiting for your opinion on it. But dude, great stuff, man. I mean, I think Ghostface is the bump king in horror because you know Jason, Michael, they can't sell anything. They got to be nice and tough. And like it was, you know, there was one, there was one thing like uh, I don't remember the movie, but like there's a girl that plays a heel in another movie. And I immediately said, she's got to be a bad guy. She's got to be one of the stabbers. There's no way in. But yes, totally loved it. Pure gore, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like people that went to go see it only saw scary movie. And some of the people I was watching in the theater with, they go, it was very gory. I go, it's a slasher movie, guys. <laughs> Graves, have it you seen it? It was gory. I did not see the new Scream yet. I have been brother, outrageously busy yourself, for the brother. past several weeks. It is on my list of things to do. I did, however, watch Nightmare Alley the other night. Have you seen that yet? Guillermo no. del Toro, uh, who, who made the the, uh, the Shape of Water and all the Hellboys, renowned horror director, as, as I'm sure you know. Uh, it's Bradley Cooper, and it's all set in, like, the carnival. It's really, really dark and weird. Apparently, it's a remake of a classic, but it's Guillermo del Toro. It's worth it. The atmosphere is wild. It's about two and a half hours long, but it's worth a watch. Oh, it's very, very strange. Kind of shows you the depths that people... It's almost that like Nightmare psychological Alley? horror. Nightmare Alley, yeah. It's on oh. Hulu, I think. I watched it the other day. I'm excited for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dozer, speaking of Bradley Cooper, you ever yeah, see... Yeah, uh, good thing you jumped in here, Mick, because otherwise it's going to turn into to <laughs> Dozer. I'm going to get, get right off of this real quick. Yeah. You ever see Midnight Meat Train? Or have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. And you know what, Graves? Scream is terrible. I hate to say it. I, you know what, Vic? It was terrible. voted off the podcast. I think I'm going to use this platform to get Doze and I a horror podcast. <laughs> I'm going to call my friends and bloody disgusting. Let's do it. We'll just... We're going to business for ourselves. Yes, we're in the grave by Grease and Doze or something like that. <laughs> in the grave. You already branded it. Perfect. There it is. <laughs> Guys, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Obviously, Elimination Chamber right around the corner. RK Bro awaits. Best case scenario, just hypothetically, if Doze and Gable can roll into the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, what's it look like? I think to me, it looks like having our given them their tag team title rematch at WrestleMania uh, for me, because as it is with any superstar in WWE, your goal is to have that moment on WrestleMania to get your match. I've never come close to that. Um, not only have I not come close, there's been years where I just haven't even been on. And uh, that was last year. That was the year before. Um, and there's almost nothing more you know, frustrating or debilitating than peaking because I still treat it like I would a big amateur wrestling tournament. Like WrestleMania is our end of the year. It's our big one. So I'll get myself ready. I'll get in better shape. I mentally prepare better just because it's our big event. And to do all that work every year and not have it pay off or not feel like it paid off is so frustrating. And it's almost like a mission this year to make it happen. Um, oh yeah. More than ever. And I think those feels the same way. Uh, you know, I, I, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's crazy to think that our, like we've been, we've been in the Andre the giant battle Royals and but it's crazy to think like, you know, Tampa before the pandemic, we're going to be, we're going to be in Tampa and me with me, that kiss with Mandy would have been in front of a lot of the people. You know, and I was I'm very guaranteed that they, that would have been a ridiculous reaction. But 
you do it, you do it in the in the warehouse. It's, the vibe isn't the same. It's WrestleMania. It's very special to me because it was my first match and Dolph's first singles match at WrestleMania, I believe, singles match. And it was like that was cool. It was cool. We did, we did it. It was a great reaction on the internet. But like we haven't got that feeling yet. I keep everyone tell, telling us or you know, telling me specifically that feeling of like when that crowd's hot and you're like in the middle of the ring and like you're trying to make Shakespeare magic, baby. Like that's there's no better feeling than that, obviously. But like at WrestleMania hasn't been for for either of us, so we want to we want to go there and perform our asses off. And like honestly, we're just that's the mission, baby. Get us on it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, guys, we here at ATB fully support your WrestleMania journey, your road there. And I'm having a hell of a lot of fun on Monday nights. Each time you guys are on my screen or in the ring in front of me, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck to the Thanks, Alpha Harris. Academy and Gable. I mean it with 100% certainty. Get me the damn updated list. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 working I'm making on it. it happen. I'm okay. making it happen because I have, you know, three hours to fill it. If I have okay. a few little factoids, whether you're on screen or not, just to let the world know what the Just Alpha three Academy hours? Is. I could put a list together to get you through three weeks of that. So mine's Beautiful. that long. All right? I promise you. I hope Jimmy and Byron are ready to carry the load because I'm just, <laughs> right. just going to read Alpha Academy facts from now until WrestleMania. Perfect. So, all right, guys. I appreciate the time. You're always welcome. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Graves. Vic, is it safe to say you're going to get into the underground singlet trading game? Absolutely not. That was even weird for me. Got to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it's weird, but I, I got to be honest. I have a morbid curiosity to see what you would look like in one of Doze's singlets. Probably like McLovin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strike that thought from my brain permanently. And hopefully you will need to do the same, which you can do so by following us at After the Bell, WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph, WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We will be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, Goldberg, and more WWE after the bell. After the bell. I do a better.